Amen. And here we are, episode six. Is it six already? It is the sixth. Jeez, oh Pete. Right? And I feel like we've been just burning through these things. We have. <laughs> this is the most podcasting I've ever done. Well, no, I haven't. No, I think I got up to like 13 at one point. This is the only podcasting I've ever done. There you go. And you're a rock star. Where did you go? I didn't even know what that word meant until you told me we were podcasting. Yeah. I thought it was something dirty. You're like, ooh, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> so I put my microphone in, in your little road case last week. Yeah, does it smell like my house? It smells something like something. Probably the that? road case. Mm. That road case is kind of old. I bought it for like $5, you know. It looks like one of that road case that Doc Brown had in back in the <laughs> right. came out of. <laughs> like we got some plutonium in there from the, no, it wasn't the Iranians. Who, who was it? It was the Iranians. Was it the Iranians? Yeah, yeah they weren't happy in that movie. But I'm, glad he, I'm glad he read the note. Then we got two more movies because of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't supposed to, though. I wasn't prepared to. <laughs> you weren't ready for that continue one? Continue with that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it said to be continued. <laughs> Gotcha. I don't know if you remember that, but anyways, how was your week, buddy? It was good, man. It was all right. Yeah, I like how we like always have like a movie or something that we throw in there. <laughs> I got another movie for you. Oh, I can't wait. So Heather and I, well, not Heather and I, but Heather just finished reading um, The Shining. You know Stephen King's mm-hmm. The Shining, and I've never read it, but I remember the movie, the movie from the seventies, and so she wanted to watch. I don't know if you remember this, but back in the nineties. There was this really terrible like adaptation that came on cable of The Shining. It was a redone. Mm. It was like directed by Stephen King. It was supposed to be more like the book than the original one. And was. it was bad. And I remember like the commercials for this thing back in the day, twenty years ago or whatever. I had no interest in seeing this thing. It looked just t- terrible. It was a cable movie. So Heather and I watched that. You know, mm-hmm. watched that version after she finished reading the book this week, and it it wasn't that bad. Mm. I mean, like like a lot of Stephen King movies, that it would you know it wasn't great. But, I mean, of all the Stephen King movies I've seen, that was not the worst. I haven't seen a whole lot of Stephen. I'm really bad with uh, with horror movies. Like, I just remember, like, uh, any time, like, especially when I was in the dating age and, like, if any of my girlfriends wanted me to uh, go see a scary movie, like, uh-huh. I just told them, like, yeah, we'll go see this movie. I'm going to shove my face in your boobs the whole time, though, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a big pussy when it comes to all this stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. I, that, I, I wouldn't consider that. A scary movie. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, he did like Little Shop of Horrors and all that stuff. Wait. I don't know. No, I don't Little Shop. Did, no, no. Animal, animal Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Animal Cemetery. Animal Cemetery. Pet cemetery. Little Shop of Horrors is completely <laughs> different, too. Isn't that like a musical? <laughs> How many beers have you Feed had? Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Not enough. Uh, remember Rick Moranis in that movie? Dude. I got to go back and watch that one again. That one was good. I miss Rick Moranis. Supposedly, he's coming out of retirement. Really? Yeah, because his kids are grown now. You know, that's why he went. Mm-hmm. He stopped because yep. well, his wife died, right? Yeah, and he was, you know, being dad, which yep. is awesome. That's it's a awesome fantastic thing. thing. Kids are grown now, and I heard that he's coming back out. That's awesome, man. I love me, Rick Moranis. I wonder if they actually do, like, a reboot of Ghostbusters. You know, I know it'll be super hard without, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Egon. Yeah, Egon. <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I'll think of not it. Not Zemeckis. Damn it. He's the one for Back to the Future. Yeah, I'll think of it in a second. Oh, shit. I feel bad not remembering his name. But, yeah. anyways, it'll be hard to do it without him. But I know that they were talking about rebooting that with completely different male characters at one point. Yeah. 
you know, when well, that atrocity that came out a few years ago yeah, happened. So did you see the trailer for that one? It looks it, Oh, no, they did. Yeah, yeah, they forgot they do have a trailer coming yeah. out for that. No, well, I, 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 all I've seen out. all I've seen is the trailer where you see the Echo 1, yeah, and they kind of go in up into it, into the barn there. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so that's happening. What I hope doesn't happen is, you know, how they've done, like, the CGI faces on characters to make them look younger like in mm-hmm. uh, star wars and is it supposed to be the original guys it's all yeah it's all it's everybody signed up for it they're all on it you know they're it's really the original cast i thought it was going to be a completely like new like green Mm-mm. crew there no it's a uh, it's an actual ghostbusters 3 oh man yeah so i hope they're not doing that with egon where they cgi him in yeah in dude no we don't we don't need a grand moff tarkin or yeah. uh, you know leia from uh yeah. i didn't i didn't mind that the, the the Tarfin. What was his name? Tarkin. Tarkin. Grandma I didn't mind Tarkin. that a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, and they got it, the family's permission beforehand and stuff. Yeah. And they did it, a good But job it's still them. that, you know, it still doesn't look like a person, you know? Like, like you're, there's something in your brain that's just like, eh, something a little cartoony about Grand yeah. Moff there. Yeah, well, we're still kind of in that stage, I think, with human CGI stuff. Yeah, but it's still crazy because you see movies like uh, Gladiator. Yeah. And uh, the guy that ended up buying Maximus, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Um, apparently that dude died in the middle of filming. So like, and he's like a major part, like a major part of that movie. Right. Yeah. So they had to like CGI that guy into that movie. Huh. I didn't know that that happened, but yeah. like, there's so many times where you see like where they reuse shots and they had to like CGI stuff in and, yeah. and like it, but that's what I'm like. And that was how many years did that movie come out? Like yeah, 15 yeah, years that ago? Was way back. Yeah. yeah. And they were able to max that out to the point that your, huh. your brain wasn't like, ah, what's going on here? You know? Right, well, even like dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, like I know Straight a lot of it was up. practical effect, but they did a bunch of CGI stuff in that and you can't freaking tell. Well, like the, that was like 1994. Dude, the, the velociraptors. Yep. Yeah, dude, there was like nothing. Like yep. those, the, yeah, they they knocked it out on that. You know what? What's speaking of that movie? So there's this there's a scene that I love. You know when the when the raptor is like sticking his head in the kitchen looking for the two kids. Yeah, you can totally see the puppeteer behind <laughs> behind, the, behind the dinosaur like holding him up. I need like, to watch at that one again. point. Like the raptor like lurches forward a little bit. Yeah, and you see the hand reach out and like grab the thing's tail. Oh no, falling over. Yeah, Go that's fantastic. That. Yeah, if you're looking for it, it's easy to see. Did you ever see that video of when they started doing the, uh, or when they did do the, uh, uh, the newest one, Jurassic World? Not the newest, newest one, but the first yeah, Jurassic first World re- reboot. Yeah, well, apparently they had like a T Rex or a, what Indominus Rex yeah. outfit, okay. yeah, like, and it was like re- like really real looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like they had it go around the studio. Yeah, and like didn't tell anybody. So like people just saw this like dinosaur like. You know, movie quality <laughs> dinosaur walking around these corridors and people are just like shitting their pants, dude. They're like, ah! That's awesome. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's on the YouTube machine. Check that out. It's, it was pretty fantastic. Like, I, I think, that. I feel like if I was in special effects, that's the kind of stuff that I'd be doing. I'd be like, so we're making this movie, but I think we should fuck with people a little bit here. <laughs> well, it's a screen test. <laughs> yeah, right, dude? Right? Well, then, like, people were straight up losing it. Yeah. Like, because they would just see the head, but you could, like, see the, the actor's feet. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, they still have it attached to the uh, dinosaur's feet, so, like, right. the, the feet still worked. But they Oh, like, I did, I, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I remember this. And then that office. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, like people were just losing it. Like, like, people come around the corner, and they'd just be, like, right there. To, like, they'd be like, oh! <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that, that's the way I'd be messing with everybody in my office, I, I think, if I had that job. I would totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> so what else do you do this week? Oh, man, dude. 
Let's see. I uh, I edited a lot of clips for us. <laughs> I've seen that. Like you've been busy with this stuff. I have, man. I'm serious. If you haven't checked that out yet, I'm trying to make it all so that it's a little bit easier for everybody to, uh, you know, have a little bit easier digested, like snippets. <laughs> snippets. Yeah. Morsels. Yeah, little Lights. morsels. Bite I call size. them clips right now, but I'm kind of thinking about doing something like uh, calling them uh, bite size. calling them bite size, or, size. or morsels or something like Don, like. After uh, after hours of the Donnie Grubb band morsels or something, you know, <laughs> that's not bad. I think that I think that'd be a good way to go. It, it sounds a little bit cooler than clips, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. We're not like you know Hollywood types, so we don't need to be like, yeah, hey, check that clip out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy, but yeah, I did that, and that that took a long time, and I only did it for one video, or sorry, one one hour video. So you know what uh, I've noticed about these morsels that you've been mm-hmm. editing is. Like, there's a million of them on Facebook now, and I'm wearing the same shirt in every one of them, so it makes well, people think I only have one shirt. Well, that one it was because it was the same exact um, podcast episode that we did, mm. podcast hang, uh, you know, that we did. So um, that's why, because I also wear the same shirt. I was wearing that sweet Ninja Turtle one that oh, has yeah. my face on it. Yeah. So now the next one's going to have, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog original play on it. Right. <laughs> I made it a point on Thursdays now when, we, when we're filming this to... Wear a different shirt every Thursday. Yeah, well, I kind of had to do the same. I almost, I almost busted out the same Ninja Turtle shirt today, and I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I shouldn't do that." <laughs> so that that was something I did, and uh, um, I, I think that's also another thing. I think I'm going to start buying shirts that are just different, like weird, and just make sure I have them for the show here. And you have a lot of weird shirts. I've seen them. I do. I don't think you need to buy any more. Pretty sure I had this one for like five years. It looks like it. Well, it came this way, actually, believe it or not, because it's supposed to be original player, right? Gotcha. Kind of like it's supposed to have that like whole retro thing like we were talking about. Like retro is kind of cool. Mm. So, so fake retro. It came fake retro, but <laughs> except I, I am retro, I guess, when it mm. comes to Sonic because I was an original player. It's like a it's like a relic guitar you get from the custom shop. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> right. That shirt costs like $60. Huh? No, nah, that shirt, cost, I got it at Kohl's, so it was like 10 Oh. I love Coles. I do too. Except have, sometimes their clothes fall apart. Yeah, and they don't have clothes for fat guys like me. But you love Coles. <laughs> it smells good in there. I don't it know what it is. Good. It's just got that coley smell to it. it you feel like I fit in when I go in there. Right. Oh, I, I smell like fashion in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to go. The last time I went into Coles, I had to return something for Amazon. Apparently, Coles is the place to return Amazon stuff now. Mm. And they gave me a 20% coupon for it interesting so not only did i have to return something for amazon but then kohl's was like here have a 20 percent coupon so if you buy something on amazon you can return it to kohl's you can return it to kohl's and then they give you a 20 percent discount coupon interesting huh i don't know if they do that i don't know if they do that every time but that's what happened with me and i was kind of like oh this is cool i can use it within the next seven days i'm gonna Uh, try that i've got a million things that need to go back to amazon dude you might get like 60% because that's how a million works, right? <laughs> Speaking of buying crap on the internet, yeah. so, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a thrift store person, right? Mm-hmm. I just discovered that um, on online Goodwill auction site that Goodwill has. I had no idea there was Holy an crap, online Goodwill. Holy crap, there's good stuff on there, really? man. Really? Yeah, so I, I bid on like, uh, like a VIC-20, 
you know, like the old pre-Commodore 64 computer. Really? Yeah, I used to have one of those, so I want one, and I can't find one anywhere. But there's like five of them on there. Dude, they find there's just crazy stuff that shows up at Goodwill. Yeah, there, there was a whole, like, Pro Tools, like, uh, input setup in there. Like uh, a two of those 192 HD interfaces. Really? And, yeah. The, the, like the, the ones that were, like, you know, 10 grand a piece back yeah, in the day? at Goodwill. Somebody took that to Goodwill. Are you kidding wow. me? And those are still like you still see those in studios. Yeah, they're still used today. I mean, yeah. they're, they're awesome inputs. You know, they're only ninety six k. I'm sure a lot of people are like, eh, I don't like that. Ninety six k. Everything you listen to the radio is an MP three. Forty four one. Well, I guess 40. a lot of the uh, I guess what's happening with movies and stuff now is uh, because how movies are going up to like four k and eight k now. Yeah, eight k. Like the the audio people are kind of like, oh, we should probably keep up for them a little bit. <laughs> we yeah, should it, probably it, not let forty eight k be the only standard we use anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, forty eight's not well. It is still the like the Red Book standard, but um, like there's there's a lot of music released now that's ninety six k. That's that's mixed down to ninety six. I don't understand why because when it gets broadcast, it's like a quarter of that. Yeah, know? but when you use services like Title, which does uh, well the high quality audio. Yeah. Um, those guys will use like flack files and stuff like that, which is not the same as using an MP3 at yeah. all. It's a considerably larger file. Not really. I mean, I don't even know if it has compression on it, honestly. I just know that you get like the, the much higher bandwidth. Well, in I, there. I, I guess it takes somebody to like do it, you know, even if it's not appreciated for the standard changes. So I understand that. I still like, honestly, when I record in either of them, like, uh, no point am I just like, oh. Yeah, no, I hear a little bit more breathiness on top, and <laughs> the low end is kicking me in the nuts a little bit harder, yeah. you know? Like, I don't feel any of that. Bull crap, you know? And of course, I'm not listening on $20,000 monitors either, you know? Yeah, so. but, you know, Who if does? you have $20,000 monitors, at, at that point, you have to, like, justify your purchase. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, can't yeah. you feel that? 96K. <laughs> that's that's the difference there. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, $20,000. That's totally the difference. Oh, I see. I see yeah, what you're you saying now. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I'm looking for a pair of NS10s, you know, the the old white cone studio. I bet monitors. you'll find that on the uh, the old uh, Goodwill website there. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? But like the worst sounding speaker in history, but that it's used for a reason, you know. But well, it's like the people using those Aventones. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, the, they're making like a copy of the NS10s. Yeah. Well, not uh, not the NS10. I'm talking about that little fucking cube that they got. You know, oh, what yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the Aventone cube. It's not. I don't think it was originally Aventone, was it? I don't know. Well, there's several companies that make speakers that look like that. Aventone is making the same uh, thing, the though. Same thing, but they're also making. But it's just it, like a crappy sounding speaker that's supposed yeah. to just be like, if you can make it sound good on this, it's going to sound good on anything. Yeah. They, they they're making the NS10 copies now too, which actually are pretty legit, except for you know the the, the speaker paper mm-hmm. um, is illegal now. So that's what I heard. What what makes it illegal? I'm I wonder not, what. I'm not sure. Well, whatever you know, plant that you know came from the fibers came from is now protected. So. The plant is protected? Oh, the plant. I, yeah, I the thought plant. you meant like the manufacturing no. plant. The <laughs> it's tree. like they protect plants now. <laughs> the tree that produces that paper is protected. Oh. Um, They're like some ancient like Japanese plant or something. Probably. I'm sure you know all the stuff. I'm, I don't know why I'm asking you questions about this specific. Uh, well, I don't know all of it, but yeah, yeah I, something like that. Hmm. I but, thought it was like highly toxic or something, and Yamaha was just like, but it sounds so crappy. We got to use it. <laughs> I had a... You you remember Andy Siegel? He was uh, a yeah. he was your teacher too at one point, but he was my he was one of my analog recording teachers at the conservatory, and he we were we were had a master class on mixing. Um, we had a guest speaker that day. I can't remember who it was, but Andy um, would talk about like you know his mixing procedures, and he had 
a I don't know if he still does this, but I mean he I mean he makes Paul McCartney so I mean, right. He's a little legit. He had he brought in a car speaker like in a shoebox. Like like had oh uh, yeah you uh, told me about that and he would mix on these car speakers like you know, housed in shoeboxes and <laughs> just like uh, he was like well can I make this just sound as <laughs> terrible as possible and but he brought up a good point you know he said he told me he goes he goes where do people listen to their music ninety percent of the time mm-hmm. it's in the car you know it's, so I mean it's a good point yeah well now I, I know a lot of people like a lot of the, the, the when I was learning how to do all this stuff like a lot of those guys are just straight up taking their computer into their car and plugging oh, it yeah. into their their speakers and just mixing in there i do the same thing yeah, yeah I'll, I'll mix in my truck all the time yeah and then see what i do is like because it, it's, it's easier than like you know sitting in your studio and then you know mixing for seven hours and then going out to the car popping it in and hearing yeah. immediately that it's and crap then being like, oh, and then you have to go back in the studio and mix for doing another seven hours <laughs> and then but then you can just sit with a laptop in your car and plug it into the aux port and then oh okay you can hear yeah. all that little again crap now. 15 years ago if i told you that this was going to be the thing you probably knew that already because you wrote your little thesis about it but like all the other people be like ha, 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 uh, mix in your car with mix a laptop what's a laptop you stupid kids. Right? You stupid. <laughs> Man, we're all going to have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, times. Times are changing. They, they have changed. No, straight up. I mean, I mean, okay, like as far as changing goes, like this thing right here, I don't know if you can see it on my little camera here, but okay, like the big deal with any of this stuff is that, you know, like, it used to be, like, this headphone amp that we're using for our headphones was one completely separate unit. Mm-hmm. This little mixing board right here, that was one completely separate unit. And then you'd have these little preamps back here that were completely separate units, all, like, individually at times. So, and, and then on top of that, like, uh, you have this little soundboard right here. And then just the ability to record audio. Like, I'm recording audio onto this. Yeah, that, that's insane. Yeah. It really is, if you think about it, and like how far things have come in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Like, I've probably got, like, uh, at least, like, if it was back in the day, like, seven, like, rack spaces worth of stuff yeah. minimum. That's not even including a tape machine, you yeah. know? Like, it's crazy to think yep, about yep. just, like, how this little thing, you know, that cost me, what, I think it cost me $800 yeah. has replaced, like, you know, probably about $50,000, <laughs> you know, and that's well, being lot. conservative, I would imagine. Yeah. Of yeah. uh, worth of equipment, and yeah. you saw it coming. And it's great. It's great. Quali- it's great quality too. It does. Sounds fantastic. You know what's cool about this is, well, I don't want to get all into the gear stuff because we stupid. can because some people like this stuff. But like, it, it's cool that it does all the ducking automatically. Yeah. You know? So like, when you're broadcasting radio, um, you you do what's called ducking so that like the person that's talking gets automatically leveled up above. Like all the other microphones that are live in the room, this thing does it all by itself. Mm-hmm. All by it onesies. That used to be a producer's job. Now yeah. that guy's out of work. Now that guy's out of work, <laughs> right? Pretty soon it's just gonna be robots talking to each other. We're gonna be like, yeah, fucking Gleep Glorp over there was to- totally had a good point about I don't know uh, international politics. I don't know. See, I'm, w- I'm waiting for the day when, like, instead of like coming down to the bar to play music, I can just like load up, you know, from my computer at home and then just like set up a <laughs> monitor with my face on it. And- That'll be like the most American thing. <laughs> ever <laughs> I live from my living room at your bar <laughs> at your bar or that you're at virtually also <laughs> it's like that scene from demolition man when all the the guys having the meeting with all the screens yeah right <laughs> demolition man he doesn't know how to use the seashells <laughs> 
I don't even think they call them seashells. They just call them shells. Right? I'm really disappointed that you know, 25 years after that movie came out, nobody has still explained what the hell the seashells did. I think some. I think there's a bunch of videos on YouTube actually of people like debating what the hell those are. Like, and people have like really gotten into like, okay. Oh, I don't want to see any examples. Here of this. we go. I don't think there's like. Well, there might be, but I have a feeling it's not on YouTube. It's probably on like Pornhub at that point. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, uh, if we're going to keep it a little bit more PG, probably check it out on YouTube where they at least just kind of explain it a little bit. Right. Or if you really want to see the, the the nastiness of it all, you could go on the Pornhub. Yuck. <laughs> oh, don't say yuck. I know you uh, you guys get into that. You and your clacker above your bed. No, I haven't. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I've only ever seen, like, one porn movie in my whole life. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I'll be honest, I've seen way more than that. <laughs> I saw one, I think I was uh, 17 or 18 when I saw it. Oh, man. It, it was, I, I I don't know, this stuff makes me uncomfortable. I don't know, I'm kind of a prude, I guess, but comfortable. it's kind of weird. Well, it makes me feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. As uh, not Wayne, but Garth used to say, like when we used to climb the ropes in gym class. <laughs> Sorry, that totally Dana Carvey. I jacked that from him. <laughs> wow. But yeah, we somehow got onto Pornhub there. That yeah, was pretty let's, fantastic. Let's get off that subject. <laughs> let's make Quickly. this right turn here. <laughs> All right, what were we talking about before? We're talking about recording and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't like, even know how to get back onto I'm, that right there's now. No way to get back on that. <laughs> Pick a so, new subject. So here's a thing that I think would be really cool for us to uh, start kind of doing for some people here, especially since we are musicians ourselves, right? Uh, well, I, I'm trying to be. Now we're, we're making a solid college try at being musicians here. <laughs> so I think it would be cool, um, especially since, you know, a lot of people, uh, they, they, they appreciate how you play, especially uh, the guitar, because you definitely approach it a lot differently than a lot of people that I know. Ignorant. Um, okay, we could call it that, but I guess we could say more of like what you listen to and what uh, what kind of uh, excuse me, what kind of uh, uh, influences you have. So maybe uh, maybe we could do like a little not necessarily homework. I don't know what we'd call that section yet, but we could just say know. we could just call it like, hey, check this out or something like that. Just maybe like a song a week. We could be like, oh, hey, check idea. this song out. Like because that. this is what I listened to, and this is what kind of made me work this part up. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything right off the top of your head that we could play for people. I, 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 okay. My I, I have so much stuff. Like uh, just one. You know, I'm I'm a country boy, but let me, let me, I got I got to think something. You know, I got to think hard about this. Um, I'm a country boy at heart, but you're a I, country boy. I like a lot of stuff. I guess my first guy would be you know. We're just gonna do one song, so give us one song. Okay, from let's do, let's look at Danny Getting. All right, let me get my uh, screen recording stuff here going. All right, we're gonna go on the YouTube's. I know every Telecaster player says Danny Getten, but <laughs> I love Danny. Hey, I don't Gatton. think there's any right anything wrong with that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like nine thousand. Stop! Oh good, my son just puked. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is gonna be fun going home. <laughs> All right, Danny Gatton, you said? Is it G-A-T-E-N? T-T-O-N. T-T-O-N. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, this thing is going on its own here. I got three G- T's in there. I'm just going to see if I get it. 
Danny Gatton. All right, is there a specific song from Danny Gatton we should check out? Uh, yeah, yeah, listen to Harlem Nocturne. He does like an incredible oh, version. It's like of an old Nocturne. jazz tune, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it sort of. It's it's a it's a rock thing actually, but yeah. I mean, I guess you can call it jazz. I, don't I know. think that is originally a jazz tune actually. Could be. Uh, is there a specific one or just Danny Gatton? Yeah, just uh, pick the record version. Like the record version is, is this one right here. Yeah. All right, we're gonna listen to this. Listen to that tone. Listen to what he does right here. This is insane. Mm. I do appreciate that. That's got to be half the fun just, like, figuring out... uh, how people, how dudes get like their tone, like how they get like yeah. that weird, like you're just like, oh, what did he do to make that sound come out of this instrument? Well, a lot of that is okay. So it's like thirty percent amp turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. The other percent is just fingers. Ooh. love that! Plays the volume knob with his pinky. Was that all harmonics that he did there? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. So was that. So you said that uh, you said that he doesn't use pedals, right? Or it was very very few for a lot of his stuff. Right? No, he doesn't. There, so there's no compression on that, you know. And he he did have like some things that he did, but um, he stopped using them because he got criticized for relying on pedals, which is a weird thing to say, right? But <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, man. That, if you look at that picture of him holding that Telecaster right there mm-hmm. on the butt of that guitar, you'll see a steel plate. Yeah, and. Back in the day, him and his dad, his dad was also a guitar player, um, he came up with a contraption that he built himself that he could control, like, uh, his echoplex and uh, his vibro and all that stuff you would normally do with, like, your feet on a box that he'd mounted on his guitar so he could access that stuff immediately with his fingers while he was playing. Oh, instead of having to do it with, like, his feet? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And he got criticized? Back when you didn't have to play to a click track all the time, right? right? That was a nice little roll coming into that. Yeah, just gorgeous. Ooh, see, I love like that's probably the easiest thing he did. I just love that because usually you can see just the face that they're making. They're just you can see the, the the joy that you get out of playing guitar when you do that. I, I love that amp, man. That, that amp tone is like. That amp sounds like it's about to, like, you know, explode. Listen to this right here. Some straight-up uh, James Bond stuff right there. <laughs> Listen to this note he pulls off right here. Right here. That all just bending the string? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it, just ridiculous. Harmonic. Is that the thing where you like you go up yeah. there and do the, the above the, the nut, nut there? Yeah. Behind the nut. Behind the nut. You like that? I actually knew what the hell I was saying there, kind of, except yeah. for the above the part. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the nut. 
So is that kind of where you got that idea is from Danny Gatton there doing that? that? Yeah, I, I saw him play when I was 12, not long before he died. It's <laughs> so good. I, I, I just love the, the whole attitude, you know, yeah. the attitude of everything he plays. Ooh. So did everybody in his band hate him if his amp was turned up all the way all the time? I don't know how anybody could hate Danny Gatton. Probably. <laughs> I, I think he did that thing where, like, on stage, like, his amp would not be facing towards him. It would be... Yeah. Uh, Facing towards the drummer and the bass player. was the least fortunate person. <laughs> Dude, I know, like, like, those Fender Twins. Those are, like, the loudest amps I've ever heard in my life. Like, they're on three, and it's blowing my eardrums out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to be that guy since I was, you know, the first time I saw him. That's awesome, man. So that was uh, Danny Gatton. Uh, oh, we were going to play some more. But that was Danny Gatton, uh, Harlem Nocturne. Yep. Check it so out. So you got a few things out of that there. You got your, your nut bend there. And, yeah, uh, like he was a he was a chameleon of like playing techniques, you know. So you hear like, you know, you hear chicken picking in there. You hear a lot of blues stuff. And you hear organ playing, you know, <laughs> ironically, which is weird. He he did mimic like uh like you know, the percussive way like a jazz or a, a soul organist would play like a B three. Yeah. That he he mimics that like a lot in his playing. Like and he uses a he just he just finds all those like harmony parts that a piano player would find, and hmm. like, that's because that's what he listened to a lot was uh like boogie woogie and you know things like that. And that's awesome. Um, so he modeled his guitar playing after what he heard, and that's what he heard. Hmm. So we dare you to listen to that song, other than us dare talking you. over it. Just, you know, kind of dive into that a little bit. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, every guitar player, every Telecaster player is going to know that. You know, that, that's like a, if you were to take a class on playing the Telecaster, tele, Telecaster, on the Telecaster, telecaster. <laughs> on the telecaster <laughs> then, you know, that would be like, you know, Tele playing 101. Yeah. That would be like the first class you took is listen to Danny Gatton. Come back in six years. Yeah. Well, the reason why we're going through that, though, or why I even want to mention that, is there is a lot of people that always come up uh, to you. I always witness that, and they're just like, man, how? <laughs> you know? Then it's like, wow. and it's not necessarily the dudes that have been playing for a while. It's uh, Or when I say that, it's not necessarily the dudes that have been playing Telecaster for a while. It might yeah. be the dudes that come from, you know, the rock world. It might be the dudes that are coming from... Uh, I say jazz, but I don't really see a lot of jazzers coming into, you know, honky-tonk. But, you know. Not lately. Basically, <laughs> it's just anybody that isn't, you know, into the, I don't want to say necessarily country because I wouldn't call that last song country, but um, that, that was Telecaster playing, you know. Yeah. A lot of the ways that, you know, country, you know, tele players play, you know, came from guys like that that in, invented the whole technique of the Telecaster. You know, guitar players look at – um which is, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know if I can say this without people getting mad at me, but um, Telecaster is like a completely separate guitar from all the other guitars. You know, there's a way to play a Telecaster, but then there's a way to play all the other stuff, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I, I totally respect everything else. You know, I, I, I can't do it, but, um, you know, Tele players have their own thing. You know, they have, they have their own way of playing, their own sounds in their head, you know, their own 
things that they're replicating. You know, it's just it's it's its own beast. You know? So, like, what makes it that besides the technique? Is there like something to the sound of the guitar that does that? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's obviously a very bitey guitar. You know, it has. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the the like okay, that specific guitar. You know, a, a, you know, an old you know ash swamp ash body Telecaster with a couple single coils in it. I thought you said swamp ash. Swamp ash. <laughs> okay. <so laughs> continue. You know, it, you have a tonal range that can that can cover a lot of stuff. You know, you have mm-hmm. you, you, a whole palette. You know, most guitars. You know, they're really good at one thing or a couple things. You know, a Telecaster is good at a lot of things, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that's why tele players play the way they do because they're not necessarily country guys. They're not necessarily blues guys. They're everything guys. So what's the big difference between a Strat and a Tele? Like why 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 do some people choose the Strat over the over the Tele or vice versa? I don't know, man. That that's that's it's all salt and pepper. You know, it's all it's all seasoning. You know, it's what yeah. you prefer. You know, a Strat does definitely sound different than a Tele. You know, and and Tellys can sound different from each other. You know. It, it, Every guitar is like a human being, you know. It's it's got its own voice, it's got its own soul, it's got its own thing that it wants to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Strats live in one zip code. You know, yeah. Tellys live in another zip code. You know, it's like uh, railroad tracks, Tellys, Strats. You know, and you can you can play a lot of cool stuff on 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 both. You know, you can you know. And you said uh, you said a, a Telly is more bite. So what what gives a Stratocaster its its signature compared to well, it's, it's all a Telly. Well, the, the the wood that's chosen to make a guitar, the shape of the guitar, mm-hmm. you know, the density of it, you know, has a lot to do with the tone of a guitar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the shape of a Stratocaster, you know, just sounds different than the shape of a Telecaster. Yeah, it's, but that's a weird thing Don't to they say. have different pickups, too, though, like, uh, for the most part? Like, yeah, if you I were mean, doing a standard Stratocaster versus a standard Telecaster. Yeah, they're 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 different. I mean, you, you they're still single-coil pickups for the most part. People do put humbuckers in both. But, um... Yeah, it's 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 there's so many variables in that, mm-hmm. you know. It's a you know, it, it's not just a pickup, it's not just the wood, it's not just the player. It's a it's all of that stuff combined together is what mm-hmm. makes it a guitar. just like any instrument, right? Just like, you know, you could have a trombone and one person's going to play a trombone different than the next person. Yeah, yeah, is in the same way with like a drum kit, you mm-hmm. know. You understand that? You know, shells sound differently from different yeah. manufacturers, different woods, different players. That makes sense. Like absolutely. even two different like DW kits that are the same model are going to sound different. Oh, from absolutely! Each other. Those guys are freaking wizards when it comes to all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to do apply this way, then apply this way, and then have the grain all weird. And they, yeah, yeah. So I'd imagine they probably do the same stuff, especially the custom stop, uh, custom shop stuff that Fender does. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a big world, you know. I feel like you could probably get lost in it pretty easily too. Yeah, like yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of guitarists that are just like, okay, I'm gonna buy another guitar this week. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a rabbit hole. I have, I don't have a whole like giant collection of guitars, but I have I have three Tellys mm-hmm. that you know I use quite often, and and you know even though all three of them have single coil pickups, you know they all sound completely different, you know, and and uh, they all play different, they all feel different, and they mm-hmm. all have different things that they want to say, you know, when you when when they're played. Yeah, I haven't seen you bring your white one in in a while. That one's getting um, a repair job at the moment. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Didn't your uh, not your pickups, but well, your, my volume pot. Yeah, your volume pot okay, so out. speaking of this, this is going to piss me off thinking about it. But so I built that Telecaster what two years ago. Yeah, and I made a huge like mistake in. <laughs> don't hate me for saying this, 
but I when I first put that guitar together, I ordered an Emerson, um, like a pre-wired pack, you know, yeah. a kit to, for the volume tone. It has the capacitors in there, the plug, the whole thing. And I installed it in that body and played it for two months, and then the tone pot, like, went to crap. Yeah, I remember that. And I know I installed it. I've installed many. I know I did that correctly. So I thought I had a bad one. I, I called uh, Sweetwater, which Sweetwater is great, by the way, because um, they're the ones I bought it from. Yeah. And I said, hey, my Emerson took a crap. You know, I need uh, I need it replaced. And uh, so they sent me out a second one. No questions Same asked. Huh? No questions asked. They, they were, they're, they're awesome. Played that one for three months, and then the volume pot went out on that one. Wow. So I called them back, and I said, hey, guys, um, you might want to take a look at this Emerson product. This is two in a row that have died, you know, within – you know, a, you know, a couple months of playing them. And by the time I had talked to them, they had already removed that product from their lineup. Oh, so. wow. So you weren't the only one dealing with it. I wasn't the it. only one. And you were super excited about that, if I remember correctly, like I was. getting it, that specific thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very respected company. You know, I just, I don't know what it was about the batch that, you know, Sweetwater got at that time period, but it was huh. not good. I ended up, uh, like, tossing them both out, and I just replaced all the guts. I didn't just replace the volume pot or anything. I, I gutted the whole thing. Whole thing. So what are you doing now? What do you have to do to... Well, I just did it the old-fashioned way. I went down to the music store and, and bought the pots and, you know, and the capacitors that I needed and just wired it myself. Hmm. So just, like, completely separate, just, like, like old-school style? Like, not, yeah. not the... Yeah, huh? yeah, the old-fashioned way, I guess. Um, I have had, you know, good Emerson products in the past, you know, um, which which is why it really surprised me. And that's it's not a cheap thing, man. That kit, I was going to say, like, I feel like you said there was, like, dip switches on it and stuff like that. Well, that, that's actually a different model, and they don't make that one anymore. That company went, went, went out of the, went out, you know, a long time ago. So it's it's almost impossible to find one of those. Um, I think there is, like, a startup that's going to replace those coming soon, but um, they're not shipping yet. So, hmm. um, but, yeah, the Emerson stuff, uh yeah, it's a. Uh, what were you talking about? We were just talking about uh, how you you had to replace it and oh. the state of your your white guitar that was custom made by you. Yeah, so I ripped it all out and just you know bought new components individually and put them back in. And that yeah, okay, that's what I was saying. Was you know it, it you go down and buy the parts. You know, a, a single pot is a couple dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the wiring is you spend twenty dollars and you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. You buy one of these pre-wired kits from Emerson, and it's like $160. Wow. And it's supposed to be, like, top of the quality, you know, you know, cleanest, you know, signal flow kind of thing. And Except for when it's not. Except when it's not. So, like, it's almost like they make it too complicated to... I don't know. I mean, so if, it's, it just fails. if you look at it, it's just regular components, but, you know, it's got a couple, like, special things in there, you know, that's, that's proprietary. The, right? I was going to say, that's called the uh, planned obsolescence chip that's right there. exactly what it is. <laughs> You only get three months out of it <laughs> if you're an actual user of musician musical stuff. So I don't know if I'll buy Emerson stuff again. Who knows? That's um, a bummer. But, but you know, it is what it is. I am looking forward to having that guitar back and playing again. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I got to turn off the screen record. I'm just, like, working this up just so everybody could see my son puked again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, super exciting. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, gosh. These twins, they've been they've been sick all week, man. Like I yeah. swear, my poor wife has like not gotten any sleep. Like, poor girl. I, when I say any sleep, like she she's a eight hour a night needer. Like yeah. she needs eight hours. I need about six hours to be able to function. Yeah. And she needs eight, and then she she sleeps really light to begin with. <laughs> so like 
Poor I, girl. I work super late, right? And I come in at night and like this is the our door sticks too, <laughs> like in our bedroom. So on top of the fact that she's a light sleeper, the boys have been sick. And then when I come in and it's not even a creak, it's a it's like the door sticks in the I also hear the wood. Thing, yeah, yeah, so it's just like you have to push on it. And you're like trying to be quiet no matter what you do. Like I just try to lightly put my weight into it and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> so it wakes her up every time and so and we just moved into a new house a few months ago so like we're still you know figuring out all the you know yeah. eccentricities i guess of uh of living in a new house that's one of the things that yeah. uh and, and, and having twin sons that are two years old apparently it's just like no matter what they're just gonna get sick and they just keep ping-ponging it back and forth yeah, that's got to make it worse, you know. You know, not worse, but you know, having twins. So one when he gets sick, the def- other one is definitely getting sick. Absolutely. I don't know why I can't talk today, but uh, so it, it just got to like bounce back and forth, like you know. Yeah. That's why we're musicians, dude. We just we do all our talking through our instruments. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, no, that's oh my gosh, that that is one thing with twins. I mean, on top of the fact that they're 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 twin boys. Which I, I feel like because they're directly related to me, they're just animals. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> they're crazy, man. Like they're just nuts. They're just all over the place. Like if I if we're not paying attention, like like say like like tonight, like I was making dinner, and if I didn't have Maddie down there watching them, mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure somebody would have like a knife stuck out of their head, <laughs> and like like it was it, it's just crazy. Like yeah, or well, like I, they'd be down like by my feet while I was working, like I was making like burgers or something. I was just, you know, if Maddie wasn't there, my daughter Maddie, by the way, um, I'm pretty sure one of them would just be down by my feet trying to have me, like, pick him up, and then, yeah. like, all the grease from one of the hamburgers would just fall on his head or something That's like my that. My worst fear, man. That was always my mm-hmm. worst fear with, like, small kids was, you know, having them pull something off the stove or something because mm-hmm. I'd seen some, like, horror stories. I, oh, I did that man. once when I was a kid, too. I uh, I don't remember what it was. I know I got burnt really, really bad. So yeah. That, that's been, a, like, a huge fear. Yeah, well, my son a few months ago managed to grab my freshly poured cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. And I put it in one of those thermos cups. Mm -hmm. So you can't feel that it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a metal cup. And he just, he went to go drink it because he saw me drinking it and he just poured it all over his chest and burned the crap out of him. We had to bring him to the hospital and stuff. And yeah, no, as a dad, you feel terrible because you're just like, I'm supposed to protect you. Why did one? And I like, I hurt you. Yeah. This was me. You know? There's not a worse feeling in the world for a parent than like having to go to no. the hospital with one that of the kids. That was terrible. And then, you know, you get in there and all the nurses and stuff are asking you all the questions to make sure you're not like abusing your kid. And you're just like, I, yeah. I swear to God, I'm not terrible. It wasn't me. It was me, but it wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is, you're you're going to be coming into the age here pretty soon where your boys are going to get a little bit more mobile. They and, already are. And well, I mean, a little more mobile, as in being able to reach things in a higher. Yeah, level no, that's stuff. happening. Like Riker, like it will cut, like uh, will cut like strawberries and stuff. And Riker like likes to reach up there and try to get his own strawberries. Yeah. If we don't move the the knife far enough over, yeah, <laughs> like, he'll be like, ah, we're like, ah, please put that down before you murder yourself. Yeah, I, I think I've been to the hospital or the emergency room with my boys. Dozen times, you know, at least for something terrible. Like so, Nathan, like you know, split his head open on a table one time, just blood everywhere. It was the worst. It looked like a massacre. Oh no, that was an ambulance ride. Um, Colton stabbed Kylie in the leg with a butter or the steak knife one time. Just straight up like uh, <laughs> Talladega Nights, dude. Yep. And that was a, that was a hospital trip. <laughs> Nate or Colton like uh, cut his finger off with a, a window. 
Ah! Uh, we had a window in our in one of in our old house, and it was one of those vertical ones. Yeah. And like he was messing around with something. I don't even know what he did, but he had his hand on the windowsill and unlocked this window somehow to where it just fell. Like and on, it cut his finger off. Yeah, just like actually yep. cut it off, like yep. clean. Well, no, no, it was a it was a gnarled mess, and they oh. it, it looks good now. It looks like a finger and stuff. You can't even tell, but yeah, that was a that was that was a terrible, terrible day. That and I was, sounds terrible. And I, I I was coming over towards him to get him away from the window just nope. as that happened. It was the worst <laughs> thing, all slow motion and stuff. And and uh, the kid was a trooper though. He like didn't even cry. Didn't he just he pulled his hand away, and he looked at it. It's probably in shock. Yeah. yeah, and then he he let one loose, but but he was uh, he was awesome at the hospital. He was a total cool duck, you know. Dude, that's good for him. Not, but, not me. Like if I like, I had to get stitches on my finger once because I messed myself up from one of my hi hat stands, and uh, they had to give me like seven stitches, or it might have even been four. Yeah. But like I I like almost passed out just like just <laughs> looking at it. Like I couldn't even handle. And I'm I. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making it like a, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I almost passed out. No, no, I almost passed out. Like they had to like bring me like a juice box. Wow, to, like, you are man. a baby, <laughs> dude. <laughs> blood messes me up, man. It's not a good situation. Yeah, I, the kids have been better than me though. You know, I, I've had I had a, I had a lot of hospital visits when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but you were like driving cars around on your like grandma's property, uh, weren't you? Um, yeah, on my parents' farm. Yeah, um, so. I, I ran rebar through my arm one time. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, oh. I, was, I was me and my buddy Chad, and uh, we were we were jumping this ditch, this construction ditch where they were like laying like sewer pipe or whatever. Oh man, so many rebar, things could have gone bad all there. All the rebar was sticking up out of the bottom of the hole, and we were jumping over this thing with our bikes or whatever. Dude, that's like Mortal Kombat, like the pit there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. We thought it was a great idea. I mean, it was fine. One of these times over this hole, like I I pulled out at the last second and tried to like swerve out of the way of the hole and ended up falling right in there oh, and just impaling my dude, arm. Dude, that could have been so much it worse. Could I could have died right there. Straight up, man. Yeah, and then just kind of stuck there. And I remember yeah. like lifting my arm off the bar. <laughs> dude, and, you were like one of those badasses it, in the movie, like pulling well, the it knife did, out. It, did, it didn't hurt, but I did grab my arm and what, here's the gross part. So I grabbed my arm and I squeezed my arm because oh, I was like, oh, am I no. dying? And then like, all of this like fatty tissue like, oh, out the hole. Stop! Just don't even <laughs> tell me anymore. That's terrible. And then uh, oh. my parents were like at work, so I was home alone. And uh, I'm, I, I said to my buddy, "I'm like, I, I think I need to go to the hospital." <laughs> and I climbed out of this hole, and yeah. And then my parents, a neighbor took me to the ER or something. And my parents was it Chad's there. parents? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, there was one of those. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! Yeah, I got stitches on that one. That was a good one. Bad, God, that's Chad's, Chad's parents took me to the hospital one time. I had to uh, had to get stitches in my forehead because uh, <laughs> me and Chad Borman were uh, okay. So we're in my in my living room and we were taping GI Joes to the ceiling fan and like why watching them fly off. <laughs> right. You know? And so I can't wait to hear how this went south <laughs> on one of these rounds where we're flinging GI Joes off the uh, off the off the fan. I got impatient, and after we turned the fan off, it wouldn't it wasn't done spinning. So I I took a broom and I stuck it up into the fan to try to stop it because I was I wanted to get some more GI Joes. Was in there. it? Did you flip it off? I can't remember if you just said that. Yeah, I I, I flipped it up in there. Well, I flipped off the GI Joes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you turn the power off? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did turn the okay. power off. So I stuck the broom up into the fan to stop the blades. Well, it was one of those, like, 70s, you know, ceiling fans with the big glass, thick 
glass bulb on the bottom oh, of it. Oh, yeah. And that thing came crashing out of my oh, head. Oh, no. It like, split me wide open. I was going to say, that thing probably messed you up bad. Yeah, it, it, it took me down. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, you got multiple lacerations. We're going to have to stitch them like Which 70 stitches. Explains a lot about me. <laughs> They're like, bunk. Oh, I'm going to be a musician now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donk. Donk. That was when I learned how to speak English right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can understand Donnie now, and all he's saying is ow. <laughs> I'm trying to, gosh, what happened to me, dude? Oh, well, I guess like the worst thing when I was growing up, I shouldn't say the worst. I don't know how to say this. Anyways, but what happened to me that I really remember is uh this was a week before my aunt got married, and I was in her wedding as an usher. Mm-hmm. One of my other moms, or one of my mom's other cousins, there we go, got married. And I wasn't in her wedding, but the wedding was all in the same area. Is that the ghost? I don't know. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that, too. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I don't think it was the iPad, either. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, uh, so this wedding I went to, right? And then we, we had the reception afterwards, which, oddly enough, is where I had my reception for my wedding. But um, they had uh, a helium tank there and balloons, and, like, towards the end of the night, you know how parents get, you know, when you're a kid, they're all drunk and stuff and partying <laughs> and everything. So the kids are like, well, I can't do that, and I'm going to go find other stuff to get into. So me and, like, three other cousins that I don't even remember who the hell they were, like, because I have so many cousins. I have, like, a shit ton of cousins. But um, we all found the balloons in the helium tank, and we were sitting there just you know, and then like doing the whole helium. The helium. Yeah, yeah, but dude, I, I I didn't know that if you uh, deprived yourself of oxygen long enough that you were just gonna pass out standing up. Yep. And that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was doing so much of that, which I, I I straight up passed out standing up. Somebody watched me. I was like on the dance floor, and I did a dead run across the dance floor, and I just smashed my hand against the the, the floor. <laughs> I came to, I'm just like, and like, and then I'm like, ow, 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 and I like managed to like break my hand, like because of this. Did you break your hand? Really? I broke the shit out of my, oh my hand. Gosh. Yeah, it messed me. Up. And I didn't know for like three or four days after that. Oh jeez. <laughs> like uh, the best part, you know, the parents, you know, they they're, they're drinking and stuff, and. It's a party. I'm sitting there bawling because, gosh, how old was I? I was probably like eight, maybe a little, a little younger than that. And uh, <laughs> just sitting there like crying. And, you know, the parents are just partied up. And they're like, stop being like this. Let us stay here and dance. And I was like, it hurts so bad. You know? And then, then I got in trouble because we had to leave the, the reception early. Damn kids. <laughs> And then I didn't find out that my my hand was messed up until, like, you know, the next few days, anytime anybody touched it, I'm just like, ah! You know, and then, like, I remember specifically, like, swimming in my grandparents' pool, mm-hmm. and my brother, like, kicked my hand, and I was just like, ah! You know? And they're like, yeah, we should probably go in and see if your hand's broken. It was totally broken. Wow. Right? Yeah, I got, I got messed up on helium and wasn't even trying to. <laughs> So doing the whippets. Dude, that's exactly yeah. what I was basically doing. <laughs> and, like, my parents were just kind of like, ah, let kids be kids, you know. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> right. That was 90s. That was 92? Oh. No, 94. I was in fourth grade when that happened. And then, yeah, like I said, the next week my aunt was getting married. Yeah. And I was in the wedding. So all the wedding pictures, they had to hide my gimp hand behind, like, somebody else. That's funny. Because <laughs> I had this big stupid-looking uh cast on my hand <laughs> and they're like did the cast where my fingers were like this oh yeah dude that was the worst thing ever because like right here when that itches and you can't scratch it 
That's got to be terrible. Or here. Do the coat hanger thing. Dude, yeah. I tried. There was one point I remember, I remember like getting so pissed off about it. I was like, and I managed to break the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my good itch in there. And then my mom was like, well, guess what? I'm like, what? New cast. No, no, no. Okay. No, they had to recast me. Did they really? They brought me back in and like, wow. they cut it off and I'm like, yay, freedom. And then they're like, and I'm like, no. Your parents were happy about that. Oh, man, they were pissed. And that cast smelled terrible. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because you're not supposed to get them wet ever. And I was always in the water and like mildew. I didn't Oof. care. And it just smelled so bad. It's like your arm looks like the toxic event. Dude, no, straight off. up, like when I got my arm all back, you know, to normal, yeah. it's just like, oh, man, I'm pretty sure like this is what Pangea looked like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I ended up, I had to wear uh, one of them uh, demobilizing like leg things. It's almost like a cast, like Forrest Gump, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I broke my leg like you know at school playing football. And um, Steve Leitzel, yeah, well, Steve like broke my my kneecap. Dang! And, uh, so I had to have surgery, and ah. uh, so I was in a wheelchair for like like I don't know a month at school. And you know, being in a wheelchair at school is the worst thing for a person. I believe it. Because uh, you, if you can't do wheelies and act cool, then everybody just thinks you're a dork. And I couldn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> I can't do wheelies. But yeah, and I finally I got that that thing finally taken off, and my leg it was uh, like atrophied a little bit. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh man, it was, it was like where'd my calf go? Like you ever leave bread like laying out for too long and it turned green and mildew? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what my leg looked like. Well, then you're then not supposed to get that then, stuff wet. You then know? it like your your muscle like <laughs> yeah kind of like one leg down. is bigger than the yeah. other. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, this is totally going to get the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was in, like, eighth grade when I, when I did that. I'll tell you my worst one. I don't know if it was my worst one, but it's one that I remember the most. So back in West Virginia, uh, we were living on my great-grandparents' farm mm-hmm. is the one we were talking about. My dad bought this. They sold a Dodge police cruiser that he let me drive around the farm. You know, yeah. And I, I drove that thing around and did whatever, you know, we'd haul garbage and stuff. And... Thanksgiving one year, I'm out in the cornfield that was just cut. You know, it was just a field. And I was just kind of just driving around in this thing. And I got this car. Okay, so the, the farm, like, sat in between, like, a big, you know, uh, in, in the middle of the woods. You know, yeah. there's a big clearing. So it was outlined with the forest, with the with trees and stuff. And so I, I'm heading towards, you know, the trees. And I end up getting this Dodge, like, wedged in between two trees. <laughs> But I did it at like thirty-five miles an hour. I know. <laughs> so my head went straight into the into the steering wheel and bent the steering wheel oh, down. Oh man! And I hit the the dashboard and you could have had a glass necklace too, yeah, man. It, it could it could have been really really bad. I think my dad was more mad about having to pull that car out between two trees. I was gonna say that he was like, oh man, you the, bent this with your head and the blood stains that were all over the front right. seat. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, we got enough car. blood stains in the back. It is an old police cruiser. <laughs> I love that car, man. I used to, I drove that thing all over that property. Did you call it the bumper car? Uh, no, no. I, I actually, never mind. I'm not going to tell you what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Donnie? Because <laughs> oh, uh, I want to retain some sort of coolness yeah. about me. Right. Was it called the Shaggin' Wagon? No, it was not. I was, I was like 12. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Shaggin' Wagon. It's about the time a young boy discovers himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope, was it nope, for nope. you? Was nope. for all you did say you only watched like one porn video? Yeah, and that was much later. I didn't. I don't know. We can change the subject now. <laughs> like, what are we watching here? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, that happened over to Buddy's house, and uh, it was me and like you know five buddies. It was actually a band that I was in, <laughs> you know, in, in in high school. And uh, what is Debbie does 
Dallas. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> like, like I'd heard like everybody, everybody back then was making jokes about Debbie, Dud, D- Debbie does Dallas. That's hard yeah. to say. And I had no idea that was actually a real thing. I just laughed along with everybody when they said it. <laughs> yeah, totally, Debbie. And then, and then he you. puts this tape in, and it, it, it was Debbie Does Dallas. And I, I got about five minutes, and I'm like, I... I, I, <laughs> I got to tap out, guys. Yeah, sorry. I, you know, it's just, I can't sit there and watch that, especially like in front of, with like three other guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys. Like, this is a little weird. Like, what's happening to my body right There's now? Should everybody, <laughs> should everybody else be experiencing this with me? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I'm a I'm a nerd. I can't help it. <laughs> Sorry, I, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> some people like it, Donnie. You're <laughs> yeah, just not one of those some people. It. That was some full on like '70s stuff, man. It was a uh, yeah. Needed a, needed a hedge trimmer is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> new subject. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> How do you segue to something else? I don't know how we ended back up on that again. (laughs) Why wouldn't we? (laughs) Oh, man. That was funny. Don't judge me. (laughs) Oh, that's a car. (laughs) There's a lot of weird things happening here tonight. There is, man. It was a weird night tonight. It was a weird night. It's just summertime, man. I don't know. It it was odd. Yeah, Thursdays are incredibly slow for us. Yeah, I mean, the past couple weeks have been, like, Thursdays have been... Know, very very slow, which you know plays hell on my self consciousness, <laughs> self confidence, self confidence, self consciousness. <laughs> yeah, self It's not good for my anxiety. Yeah, well, no, I would believe that. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes you're just looking out there and you're just like, we got done with a sign. You got oh, hey. next, right? Another beer, please. Table <laughs> <Another laughs> seven, your pizza's ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, come out here. We got air conditioning sometimes. Please. Sometimes, sometimes, not always. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice right now, though. It is very nice. You know how though. I can tell, like the AC's cranking in here. There's not enough power for my amp. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that why your your amp's been kind of hating it. Maybe that's why they don't turn the AC on all the time. They're like, Donnie, Donnie needs Donnie his, need, Donnie Donnie needs needs his power. <laughs> Just suck it all in. <laughs> Which I notice right now your amp is on right now. We haven't played in like a, an hour now. I know. I think Maybe it looks cool with the green light on. It does, but I don't think any of the cameras are picking that up right now. I've got another set of speakers for that thing. I think I'm going to bring in and use that next week. For this one? Yeah, this one has uh, a 15-inch in it that was modified. And, like, like everybody uh, loves this thing. You're going to modify it again? It's got too much. There's too much, like, sub in there. All the steel guitar players I've ever met seem like they're, or that I've ever met that played that. Oh yeah, well that's that's why it has a 15 in it is because um, that 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 belonged to uh, belongs to or belonged to Cliff's dad, Mm -hmm. and uh, Cliff's dad was a guitar player, transitioned into playing steel. Oh, I didn't know he was a steel player. Yeah, and then he modified that amp for when he picked up the steel. Dude, it seems like all the steel players are just like, what is this thing? I want. Yeah, yeah, it sounds, sounds great. That And I, I had the 15 in there right now because I've been using it for my lap steel at the studio. Huh. And uh, whenever Tim comes over to records parts or whatever, you know, I use that amp. For why him. would you want to change it? Because I'm not using it for steel. I'm using it for a Telecaster. Are you just going to modify it every time well, you want to flip-flop? I've already made the baffle and speaker for it because I've been swapping them out. So, like, <laughs> the piece of wood that holds the speaker in there, mm-hmm. it just pops right out and I can huh. pop in the 212. Is there any like uh, any kind of uh, soldering that you need to do? No, no. You just uh, the baffles already pre-soldered. You know the speakers are already in line with each other, so you just gotta plug in the two little 
leads from the amp. I'm glad that you know all this stuff because I would uh, be like, hey, I got a blown speaker. Can I spend $9,000 on this to have replaced real quickly? (laughs) Right. That's what some guys are charging, man. Some guys, they charge a lot for, I mean, and and rightfully so. I mean, that is an art form that, you know, is, is, you know, harder to find. You know, well, it is. I, there's a lot of stuff that goes into, to like just setting up a box like that to sound good. You know, like you can yeah. mess that up so easily. Like like car radio. You know, you can't just put a box in the back of a car. Like yeah, it's got to be tuned. You know, it's yeah, you gotta be. gotta know exactly. Like you know, okay, this space right behind the speaker is gonna affect the sound this way. You know, like, yeah. it, it's uh, probably the same way, if not more so, with a, an acoustic instrument like this. Yeah, I do love that amp or analog instrument, I should say. Yeah, an analog electric instrument. Yeah, I've never heard it put that way, but yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it like the weirdest way possible (laughs) right now. Yeah, what else was I going to say, man? I had something else I was going to add to that. Mm. Analog. Analog. Anally analog. Anally. That's (laughs) That's that guy's company's name. Ah, That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Oh, I was going to tell you my daughter got a guitar this week. Oh, yeah, you were telling me. you. uh, her, Her boyfriend's dad gave her... His guitar from when he was 16 years old. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. What, what is, is it? The, it's a Takamini G230. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I figured you'd probably know I've had more. several of those Takamini G-series flat tops. Those are, is it a is it a full body or is it the thin body? I'm assuming it's full body. It seems pretty, it's not like Scott's guitar, but, you know. Yeah. It's a. Uh, Seems like a little bit more traditional. I, I like those Takaminis, man. They're great guitars. Sounds great, but I'm pretty sure the strings that were on it were about 40 years old. Yeah. I went to go and try to tune that for did my you, daughter. Did you hear I that? I did hear a little snapping that? there. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> it's the witching hour at the Hitcher Post. Good thing new Ghostbusters movie's coming out. <laughs> right. So did you get the strings I told you to get? I did get the strings, but I, I didn't know how to restring it, so I was... Oh. I, Paid some guy twenty dollars to do it for me. You paid somebody to change the strings. Okay, the here's the thing. Okay, my daughter is a thirteen year old pubescent teen, right? Mm-hmm. So that fucking string broke, and she's just like, <gasps> I'm just like, Ugh. she's like, yeah. can we fix this right now? I'm like, no, we're not gonna fix it right now. We got company here. And then she ran upstairs all pissed off, and I'm just like, she's really excited. She really wants to learn how to play this instrument. Yeah. I get My it. Family doesn't really seem like they care too much if I'm here or not. <laughs> Why don't we go yeah. get this done, Maddie? <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're like, and here's the funny thing. I rolled in there and we, we just broke one string. Yeah. I brought it in. This guy was like, "Oh, do you want to just replace one string? It'll be two dollars." Like, no, <laughs> I can't believe they actually still do that. <laughs> yeah, he said two dollars. I'm like, I don't know. Let's replace all of them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if this one went, what what's gonna keep all the other ones from like going? <laughs> right. You know. And it wasn't like it was the smallest string. It was the E-A-D-G. It was the G string. Mm-hmm. And that and, and I wasn't even tuning that one at that point. I was doing the the, the, the higher E string. Yeah. I was just bringing that up, and all of a sudden it was like, bong! <laughs> that happens. Like, oh, all right. I remember, like, you know, having to you know, go through that when I was a kid, you know, because I couldn't just go down to the music store and buy a new string, so... You know, you'd have to, and and you and I would, I would actually, when if I could make it down there, just buy one string for like sixty nine cents or something like mm-hmm. that. And but I remember all the tricks that we used to, you know, use for all of, of poor kids, you know, who you know, who played guitar. We would take the strings off it, when they got old and nasty and hard to play. You take the strings off, yeah, and then you boil them in water. Yeah, like I've heard bass stove. players doing that. I didn't know uh, guitarists did yeah. the same thing. I don't know if that actually really does anything, but I, I seem to think it did when I was a kid. I used to do that. I used to... 
Well, isn't it the whole idea is that it gets like oils and stuff like that in there? And yeah, and well, it, it does do that. You know, it, it like takes all that stuff off. But like, you know, once you put them back on, like it feels they feel terrible. Really? Uh, at least until well, you get know, them all greasy again. I know they, uh, the the strings that you told me to get or the poly web or something like that. Yeah, the uh, Elixir nano webs. Is nano web. Right? I, I don't think I got nano webs. I think I got Pot, the first poly, one you said. Poly web. Yeah, poly web. Um, and those have a coating on them, right? Mm-hmm. That actually make it so they don't tear up your finger, your, your dainty little fingers. Yeah, and they and they last way longer than like uh, buying a five dollar set of strings, you know. Well, it was fun because I did like going in because uh, I'm a drummer, right? And uh, I went in and I'm just like, obviously, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to the guitar. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, can we get the strings replaced on this? Yeah, two dollar string. I'm like, no, 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 all of them. Okay, it'll be about like five dollars for a full set. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we <laughs> gotta do these elixir ones with the polyweb and it needs mm-hmm. to be this number. He's like, Oh, okay, well that's gonna be like eighteen dollars and yeah. then it's gonna be like twenty dollars to install. I'm like, I don't even care, dude, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're good strings. You know, a lot of there's there's a lot of people out there that hate them, but why I, I dig them. What don't, don't they don't, like I, about I'm it? I'm not sure. Is it is it like a tonality kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I would know. imagine it's, adding anything to a string or just any kind of instrument like that would definitely affect tone. Well, I I'll, I know for me, like they they sound great on telly. You know, mm-hmm. I think they do. They spank really nice. You like it when it spanks. There you go. <laughs> and uh, they they last forever. You know, having to you know put a you put a five dollar set of strings on your guitar and then you know I end up changing strings you know every week you know at least twice a month at least you know yeah every other week or so. But and this may sound lazy, but I can leave a set of elixirs on my telly for, you know, for a month, you know, and have them sound just as good at the end of the month as they did when I first put them on, and uh, you know, save, you know, buying you know, straight save, up save money on that. It's like you know? buying, you know, an expensive pair of sunglasses versus a really cheap pair of sunglasses. You break the cheap sunglasses more often than you do the expensive one. Well, I haven't got past that yet. I'm still buying cheap sunglasses. Yeah, no, I, I, I got the the expensive sunglasses thing. <laughs> But I stopped buying them. I still I have a shit ton of really nice sunglasses, but I keep them nice because they're expensive. Yeah. So I have never had like an expensive pair of pretty much anything in my whole life, except for like musical equipment, guitars, and which stuff. I'm fine with. You know, That's I'm not probably a, the best way to do it. Anyway. I'm not a high end person. And uh, can I tell you a story about my cheap sunglasses? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a story I can't ever tell because nobody ever believes me. But after. When I was 21 or 22, somewhere around there, I got a job as a producer for um, a sports radio show. It was mm-hmm. the AM side of of uh, KUPD, so it was uh, the Deuce is what it was. <laughs> and uh, Roy Garibaldi was the host, and we talked. He was friends with everybody. He used to, he's a he's a he was a sports photographer, you know, for a very long time. So he knows everybody. Transitioned really nicely into being a, a talk show host. Oh, that's cool. And we used to have. You know, guests all on the show all the time. You know, we worked out of Jason Kidd's office up in Scottsdale. Like, we didn't work from the studio. I set up a remote studio up in Scottsdale in this nice office that belonged to Jason Kidd. And, That's cool. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, dialed in to the studio and they broadcast us that way. Um, so one day we had Charles Barkley, like, you know, on the show. And mm-hmm. this was back when Charles lived here. I don't know if he still does or not. Maybe I don't know if he does either. I'm sure he does because he likes to golf yeah. terribly now. But, you know, he, he was on our show a lot, but, you know, the first time I met Charles, like, uh, I, okay, keep in mind, I'm 21, 22, I'm, I'm, everything I, I'm wearing comes from, like, either Walmart or the gas station. Yeah. And uh, so he comes into the office, and I have these cheap sunglasses on my hat, like everybody did back then, you know, because I'm trying to be cool. 
and <laughs> Charles Barkley has a head about that big. Yeah, like, no, he's not a small dude. It's like the size of a basketball. <laughs> yeah. And so he sits down next to me, and he goes, he goes, hey, man. He goes, I like them glasses. And Do he goes, I'm like, can Sir and Charles? And he asked me if he can see my glasses, and, and I hand them to him. I'm like, okay. He goes, where'd you get these? I said, 7-Eleven. <laughs> and he, he takes my glasses, and he proceeds to, like, wrap them around that basketball-sized head of his. Which is funny because you have a ginormous head too, I so do, his head's even bigger than yours. Not compared to Barkley, and he wraps them around his head, and I'm thinking, okay, well, Charles is wearing my sunglasses. That's kind of cool. Completely ruined, but he's wearing them. <laughs> and here's the kicker: like, we did the whole show with him, like, with my sunglasses, and yeah. then, and then he left <laughs> without giving me back my sunglasses. <laughs> oh man! And they cost me like five dollars, but that was a lot of money to me, right? You know? Like, you know, it's, it's it's a big deal. I'm making nothing, right? And, and he's an NBA superstar, <laughs> right? And he was on the show the next day as like a follow up for this this thing that we were doing. And he comes back in, and he has my sunglasses. Keep in mind, he's got like the most expensive pair of like you know whatever Oakleys or Howie whatever gyms or something. Yeah, and he sits back down next to me, and he takes my glasses off that hat of his, and he tosses them over to me. He goes, "Here's your glasses," and they are just twisted and gnarled around. They look like a barber pole. <laughs> like you like, didn't even care. <laughs> and I'm just like, like oh, at least I gave them back to like, him. Well, thanks. thanks right, Charles. you got my sweat on them. They'll be worth something on eBay that doesn't exist yet. So and then it took me like another month to save up the five dollars to buy another set of sunglasses from Seven Eleven. <laughs> Until then, you just like got these goofy like glasses <laughs> that are like hanging like this. That's funny. I should have kept those, but uh, I ended up like throwing them in the bed of my truck and then forgetting about them. <laughs> That's a good story. That's my like Charles Barkley sunglasses. Barkley. That's awesome, man. <laughs> we are about an hour into our show, though. Nice. So I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, unless you have some other stuff that you got to talk about. I, I'm kind of tired. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. I got a yeah. sandwich waiting for me. Ooh, a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to eat my food. Like, this is something what, you're not supposed to do this. Eat right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy this because yeah. the crazy dreams. And I'm going to yeah. tell you my crazy dream real quick, okay? So uh, not last night, the night before, like, I ended up, like, eating some crazy thing. I don't know. It wasn't bad for me. or anything. It was a healthy thing, but I ate right before I went to bed. And I had, like, the most insane dream, like, I've ever had. It was, like, you ever have those dreams that are, like, so real? Like, they call those, like, livid or something. Livid dreams or something, So I'm dreaming that um, me and Heather are going to go out for an evening for, mm-hmm. for dinner, and we're going to leave the kids home by nice themselves. Nice little evening. A nice little evening. But my kids aren't the age they're at now. They're, like, little. And so Heather and I, and I, and, you know, I set them all up to where they don't have to do anything. Dinner's made, stuff. We're just going to go out for a couple hours, come back. And so I come back, and then in my dream, like, I walk in the front door, and the kids are all, like, shooting up heroin. (laughs) This is your dream, right? (laughs) This is my dream. This is not real. (laughs) And so I walk in, and, like, (laughs) in total, like, cool dad form, I'm like, dude, you can't do heroin. (laughs) You can't do it. Just Just, just don't. Just, no, you can't It it only takes one time. Right. (laughs) And, like, as I'm saying this, Nathan is, like, half plunged, like, (laughs) injecting this syringe in the Colton's forehead or something. Because that's how you do it, right? That's how you do it, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. And uh, I'm like, pull that needle out of your out of your brother's head, and, and that was my dream. It was really weird, but I don't even know how heroin came into this whole. Th- I, I don't know, but don't eat before you go to bed. <laughs> right, or crazy else. dreams. That was a dream. That was not real. My kids don't do heroin. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, it was awesome talking to you again this week. You too, Homo. Don't you guys forget that we got a YouTube page. Please, please subscribe. And also hit the little bell button. That helps us out a lot. And do some comments and all that jazz. It'll, it'll help us out. Uh, we also got Facebook. Also like and subscribe on that if you haven't done so. 
and all the fun podcast apps. If for some reason you're on a podcast app and you do not see the Donnie Grub Band on there, mm. just shoot kit at donnygrubband.com and email with the service, and I'll see if I can get us on there. Ooh. All right. Sounds fancy. All right. Anything for you? Nope. See y'all later. <laughs>